plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Welcome to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, your home for the deepest and most accurate coverage of your Dallas Cowboys. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier, a columnist for BleacherReport.com. Thanks for joining us today on June 28th, 2017. We're just a few weeks out before training camp begins. Players are taking their vacations. It's the slow time of the NFL. Not much news is happening but as always, we always have something to talk about with the Cowboys. But before we get into any of that, let me remind you that you can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. That's at Marcus underscore Mosier. If you want to make any comments or ask questions uh, that you want to answer on the podcast, you can tweet me or you can tweet using the hashtag LockedOnCowboys. I'll be pulling questions each and every day. So if you want to be heard, make sure you are using that hashtag LockedOnCowboys. Make sure you are subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you can subscribe to podcasts. Remember, five podcasts a week, so make sure you tell your friends about the podcast. Tweet them, call them, whatever you need to do to get them to listen to the best Cowboys podcast out there. And if you love the NFL as much as I do, make sure you give a listen to some of our other podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network such as the Locked On NFL podcast with Matt Williamson, a personal favorite of mine. Matt does a great job covering all 32 teams in the NFL. He is a former NFL scout who is currently previewing each team as we head into training camp. Make sure you check out the Locked On NFL podcast. Let's go ahead and get started. With this being my first podcast here in the Locked On Network, I wanted to take a few moments just to kind of give our audience a an idea of what this podcast is going to be like on a daily basis. Um, the Cowboys are always a news machine. They have news each and every single day, 365 days a year. We will be covering all those news items as small or as big as they are. But what we're really going to focus on here is team building, roster construction, player evaluations. We're actually going to start tomorrow with a positional preview. Each day, we're going to take a position on the Cowboys, look at it in-depthly, look at the starter, the backups, maybe guys on the practice squad or down on the roster that maybe could eventually rise up the depth chart, free agents that could be brought in to bolster the unit. We're going to be looking at every single detail starting tomorrow with the quarterbacks. We'll talk about Dak Prescott, uh, where he wins, what he needs to get better at, whether the Cowboys need to sign a backup quarterback, whether they should really have faith in Kellen Moore, and all of that jazz. But, as I kind of started off with, this is a podcast that really takes a big view of how the Cowboys are going to be, not just this year, but also in the future. We're also going to take a very micro level at looking at certain players, how they fit in, what's the best for game days, what's the best uh, 
best 45 or 46 players to have. Um, all of that kind of stuff that makes you a big Cowboys nerd, we're going to cover it here on the Locked On Cowboys podcast. So today we're just going to start with a state of the franchise for the Cowboys heading into 2017. As we know, this is one of the better teams, at least in the NFC. I think that's fair to say. This is one of the contenders in the NFC. Um, it's clear that the Cowboys have some major strengths, such as their offensive line and the running game. We know that they have a a really good group of receivers, a, a group that complements each other well. We think they have a franchise quarterback in Dak Prescott. As long as he plays anywhere similar to the way he played last year, the Cowboys are going to be fine. Their biggest questions come on defense. And Dallas really made a um, an effort this year to get younger on defense. That was clearly the plan. Don't overpay veterans, even if they are quality veterans, such as Barry Church, Brandon Carr, Morris Claiborne, Terrell McLean. They want to get younger on defense. They realized that their defense last year, while it was improved, wasn't good enough to beat Green Bay. It wasn't good enough to beat a bad, not a bad, but a banged up Green Bay offense. They needed to revamp their defense. And they did so by getting younger. They have problems on the defensive line. They don't have the the dogs off the edge to uh, maybe get to Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan. So they're going to have to win in different ways. They're going to try to win by a ball control offense. They're going to try to create turnovers. They're going to um, try to grind out games. And that worked for them last year. Will it work for them again in 2017? I think for the most part, the answer is yes. There's just not too many teams in the NFL that can play that style of football and beat Dallas. The Giants are one. The Packers are another. Maybe Seattle. But that's basically it. Dallas is going to be a good team in 2017. I don't think, as long as, as, long as none of their key players get hurt, and I guess you can say that with every single team. But as long as that offensive line stays intact and Ezekiel Elliott's on the field, this is going to be one of your best teams in the NFC. I don't think there's any argument about that. But the question I have is, is this team ready to win Super Bowls? I would say the offense is, yes, absolutely. The offense is going to be one of the best in the league. Um, they're not necessarily going to be the highest scoring offense in the league, but they may be the most efficient offense in the league. And for Dallas, that's exactly how they want to play football. They want to be an efficient offensive offense that takes eight, nine, ten minutes off the clock and ends it with touchdowns. You'll never see them being the quick one-strike offense that maybe Pittsburgh or Atlanta is. They are going to try to grind out the clock and win games 24-17. As a franchise, I believe that they are one of the most stable in the NFL, which is quite a surprise given, or given 
what they've looked like in the past. Jason Garrett, clearly the longest tenured coach in the NFC East. Uh, he's been the head coach since 2010. Officially in 2011, he became the head coach. He's been there since 2007. Uh, they've got a pretty stable front office with Stephen Jones and Will McClay making most of the calls. Um, they've become one of the better drafting teams in the NFL. You go back and you look at the last six, seven drafts from the Cowboys, not too many teams have been drafting better than them. For FanRag Sports, I actually previewed or actually reviewed the last uh, five drafts and for every single team in the NFL, and Dallas finishes one of the top drafting teams. And that's despite them failing pretty often in the second round. I mean, Randy Gregory pick, even Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, trading the second round, second round pick to go get Morris Claiborne. They have not been a good drafting team in the second round, and it really hasn't mattered. They've been, they've been one of the best teams in the league at finding steals late. They've also become a very conservative team in free agency, and that is surprising considering how the Cowboys used to try to fill holes on the roster. They used to try to go out and get big-name guys in free agency all the time to plug holes. But instead, they are focusing on the draft. They'll bring in their occasional um, veteran minimum or you know slightly above minimum, such as like a DeMontre Moore or a Steven Pye. They kind of just take a chance and plug a hole. But they're not spending big money in free agency. They haven't for a couple of years. Their last big signing was really Brandon Carr. While that worked out okay for them, I don't think it's something they would do again. I believe that the Cowboys now are becoming a much more conservative team in terms of spending money. They would rather retain their own than go give big contracts to somebody else. We saw even Stephen Jones this year saying, hey, you typically pay you know, A-plus money for B-type players. So I don't anticipate the Cowboys spending a lot of money in free agency in the next couple of years. We've, we've kind of seen the plan of how they want to build their roster. Cheap vets, build to the draft, play the young kids. Stable head coach, stable front office, hopefully a franchise quarterback, a great offensive line, and a young defense. Might not win the Super Bowl in 2017, but that's giving you a chance each and every single year. And really, when you're building a team in the NFL, that's what you want to do. Is You want to build a roster that gives you a chance each and every year. And to the Cowboys' credit, I think they've done that. They might not be the best team in the NFC, but they're going to give themselves a chance. As of right now, Cowboys have one of the best rosters in the NFC, and I think they are certainly a contender to win the Super Bowl this year. Two questions today. Question number one from I Millage. What are your thoughts on the Cowboys' revamped secondary? Well, last week, uh, the website that I work for, Bleacher Report, actually put out an article about how the Cowboys failed to address their secondary this offseason and how they are expecting Dallas to take a big step back in their secondary in 2017. To that, I say that's very possible. Uh, last year, the Cowboys had the number one secondary, according to Pro Football Focus. The number one secondary in the league. 
when Morris Claiborne was on the field, when Barry Church was on the field, this was one of the best secondary units in the NFL. Does that mean that I would not trade them for Seattle or Denver secondary? Of course not. But what it does say is that the Cowboys played very well in the secondary last year. But what Dallas is trying to do is become more of a versatile defense. Last year when Morris Claiborne was on the field, when Brandon Carr was on the field, they were stuck in one type of defense. For the most part, they were a man-to-man defense. And if you know anything about Rod Marinelli, that's not really his background. He is a zone-heavy defensive coordinator who wants his cornerbacks to jump routes, to tackle, um, to be facing the quarterback. And that's just not something that Morris Claiborne and Brandon Carr did very well. Um, while I liked each of those guys, and I really liked Morris Claiborne, and I thought he played really well last year, I understand the move of not only getting more versatile corners, but getting younger corners. Um, the NFL is about the young kids. You can't have 30, 31, 32-year-old secondary members out there and expect to win. It's just it's just not going to happen, especially in the NFC East where you're going against some of the best receivers in the league. I mean, every single team in the NFC East is loaded at receiver. I thought the Cowboys did a great job this year of adding young, talented players that make sense in their defense. Um, Jordan Lewis, third-round pick from Michigan. I love the fit for Dallas because they need to be able to cover these slot receivers. And in the division, you have Jamison Crowder, you have Sterling Shepard, you're going to have Jordan Matthews. you got a pretty good group of slot receivers. You're going to have to be able to cover those guys if you want to win games in the NFL. I thought Jordan Lewis was the best slot corner in the draft. thought he was an outstanding pick at or in the bottom of the third round. That one makes sense. In the second round, cornerback Chidobi Awuzie, he's another one that makes sense because of his size and his athleticism and for the fact that he can be a Byron Jones type of player. If you need him to play outside against the Brandon Marshall, he can do that. If you need him to come down in the slot and play against Zach Ertz and Jordan Reed as a tight end, he can do that as well. Dallas likes that versatility of being able to switch players depending on the matchup that week. I thought Dallas' secondary moves this offseason were fantastic. However, I think we have to be prepared for the idea that the Cowboys' secondary probably won't be as good this year. With a lot of young kids playing, it's going to take them time to learn the game and to get ready to the speed of the NFL. It's going to take them a while. Um, I expect the first half of the season to be pretty rough for their secondary. Um, I don't expect uh, Awuzie and Lewis to start. I expect them to play, and I don't necessarily expect them to play well to start. Um, so it could be a worse unit. I'm fully admitting that it could be a worse unit in 2017. But I think in the long run, they are making the right moves to continue to be uh, one of the better defenses in the NFC. Uh, next question from Robert Bullyard kind of talks about the defensive backs as well, but he was wondering who will be the 10 defensive backs on the roster. My guess is they're going to keep five corners and five safeties. So let's 
quickly go over those, and then we'll save that for next week when we're going over the cornerbacks. But uh, cornerbacks and safety. So corners. I think your starters to open up the season are Nolan Carroll, Orlando Skandrick, and Anthony Brown. And Skandrick will probably start inside as a slot corner. Um, he'll probably start off against Sterling Shepard. The Giants run about 95% of their plays from three receiver sets. Those will be your first three. Behind him will be Tadobi Awuzie, who I won't be surprised if he starts his career out as a safety hybrid, kind of like Byron Jones, and eventually transitions to that cornerback. And then your fifth corner will be Jordan Lewis. Um, I think there's an outside chance that Marquez White, six-round pick from Florida State, makes the roster. Um, but I think his best spot will probably be on the practice squad, learning the position, and then hopefully in 2018, he can take Carroll or Skandrick's job. Uh, Leon McFadden's also on the roster, and he's not a bad guy to keep around as your sixth or seventh defensive back. Um, he's experienced. He's an athletic corner who played last year for Dallas. Um, played okay in the Pittsburgh game. That was the game he logged the most snaps. Not a bad guy to have on the end of your roster. As for the safeties, you'll have Byron Jones starting. Jeff Heath will be your deep safety. There's going to be a battle for that third safety between Kevon Frazier and Xavier Woods. I know a lot of people like Xavier Woods a lot, including myself. However, don't count out Kevon Frazier just yet. I think he has a great chance to be that third safety who comes in on first and second downs and plays near the line of scrimmage. Um, maybe in that J.J. Wilcox type of role. And if for your fifth safety, I think it's probably going to end up being Robert Blanton. I think there's an outside chance that Jameel Showers, former quarterback who was moved to safety last year, makes that spot as he's a better special teams player and he provides them a little versatility on offense um, in case Prescott or Kellen Moore were to go down in a game. But those are your five. We'll go over them again real quick. Carroll, Skandrick, Brown, Wa- or, excuse me, Ouzier, Lewis, Byron, Heath, Woods, Frazier, Blanton. Those are your 10 defensive backs most likely to make the roster. Again, tomorrow we're going to be back here talking about quarterbacks. If you have any questions about the quarterback position, guys that the Cowboys should maybe look at, concerns you have about Dak, Kellamore, Zach Dysart, you should have lots of questions about Zach Dysart. Let me know. Remember that hashtag Locked On Cowboys. That wraps up this edition of the Locked On Cowboys podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for listening, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you can subscribe to podcasts. I'll be back tomorrow previewing the Cowboys quarterbacks as we head into training camp. Tune in. Thanks for listening. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you by wedding ceremony. Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.